planning your life as though you will live to be 200, but living your life as though today will be your last day yields a treasure trove of godly rewards. This life is very fleeting, yet until old age, most are oblivious. Psalms 90 verse 12, So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Number your days. If you are 25 years of age, an American male, and live to the average age of 74, you have 17,995 days. Or if you compare one year to one second, the number of seconds and five hours to live. God's Word compares life to a vapor, and of course, God is accurate. I am personally employed in the marketing industry, a word business. We market for nearly every business classification, and one of them is the death industry, funeral merchandise, etc. Some of the companies we have represented over the years aggressively pursue the sale of pre-need products uh, purchased in advance, funeral products, which really makes excellent sense at any age, but to engage potential clients in a dialogue on this subject requires special skills. People are afraid to discuss the issue. Some fear the purchase of pre-need funeral products as the hastener of their demise. Our deaths are certain, but the fearful foreboding is swallowed up in the glory of Christ and His promise of eternal life, the blessed hope. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-three through 57 For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Planning as though you'll live to be 200, but numbering our days, recognizing that today may be my last, is healthy living. Have you prepared to die and meet your God? Are you born again? Have you forsaken your sins and separated yourself unto Jesus Christ? Today can be your day of salvation. Today can be your brand new beginning, the beginning of your promise of eternal life. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now, for today's subject. God said, Proverbs chapter 30, verses 5 and 6. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Man said, we have popped into existence out of nothing from nowhere and have evolved into what we are today. There is no God. Creation is a spontaneous accident that happens from time to time. Now the record. Men clamor for truth, but truth is the last thing they want to discover. The Lord Jesus said in John three nineteen and 20, And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. God's word is the truth. In Noah Webster's classic 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language, his primary example in his definition of the word truth is John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. 
God said, man said, contends for the faith. Our efforts are not to prove there is a God, which is relatively easy to do. The vast majority of the world believes in one. In India alone, there are over 38 million registered gods. The focus of this labor is to establish in the minds of our visitors that the Bible is the inerrant word of the living God and that the capital G-O-D of the Bible is the God of all. This is God Said, Man Said feature article 565. These features prove the full veracity of Holy Writ. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. May the face of our God shine upon us with light and truth. Thank you for coming. How obvious it should be that the word of God is true and righteous altogether, because the results of rejecting it are so demonstrably evident and so demonstrably devastating. It is not possible to disobey the directives of God without suffering the consequences. It's simply the consequences of doing the wrong thing. A very good example of rejecting God's word and the results was just in the news, and central to the issue discussed in the news release was evolution's teaching of vestigials. Several foundational paragraphs from previous God Said, Man Said features follow. The first is from the article, Evo Dancing. A vestigial organ is an evolutionary assumption that certain organs in the human body were once needed, but the process of evolution has made these particular organs useless. As late as 1960, textbooks listed over 200 vestigial structures in the human body, including the appendix, thyroid, pituitary glands, tonsils, and more. Today, science has reduced the list of 200 useless vestigial organs to a big, fat zero. In spite of this knowledge, many evolutionists have failed to upgrade their unbelief and continue to cling and expound on vestigial organs. It is true that one can continue to live without some of the so-called vestigial organs, just like one can continue to live with only one eye or one foot, etc. But the quality of life is much better, with all body parts functioning well. For example, commonly removed organs such as tonsils and the appendix, which were deemed as useless, are now known to have very real value. It's now known that the appendix is a gland that removes poisons from the body and that the tonsils also remove poisons and secrete needed iodine into the system. Regarding the concept of vestigial organs and their being a product of lack of use due to the evolutionary cycle, Scott Hughes, author of the book The Collapse of Evolution, had this to say. The fatal flaw in the argument from vestigial organs is exposed by modern genetics. Basically, the concept of vestigial organs represents a return to Lamarckism, where the development or loss of a structure is based upon need. It is now known, however, that organs can only be altered by a genetic alteration in the chromosomes or DNA. The use or disuse of an organ has no effect whatsoever on subsequent generations. There are no vestigial organs in the human body, every organ with a place, every organ with a purpose, end of quote. The following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Update, Vestigial Organs and Circumcision. Now here comes man science. The following excerpts are from Yahoo News, published August 24, 2009. The writer is Charles Q. Choi, uh, who writes for LiveScience.com. 
The body's appendix has long been thought as a nothing more than a worthless evolutionary artifact good for nothing save a potentially lethal case of inflammation. Now researchers suggest the appendix is a lot more than a useless remnant. Not only was it recently exposed to actually possess a critical function, but scientists now find it appears in nature a lot more often than before thought. And it's possible some of this organ's ancient uses could be recruited by physicians to help the human body fight disease more effectively. In a way, the idea that the appendix is an organ whose time has passed has itself become a concept whose time is over. Maybe it's time to correct the textbook, said researcher William Parker, an immunologist at Duke University Medical Center in Durham, North Carolina. Many biology texts today still refer to the appendix as a vestigial organ. No less than Charles Darwin first suggested that the appendix was a vestigial organ from an ancestor that ate leaves, theorizing that it was the evolutionary remains of a larger structure called a cecum, which once was used by now-extinct predecessors for digesting food. However, Parker and his colleagues recently suggested that the appendix still served as a vital safe house where good bacteria could lie and wait until they were needed to repopulate the gut after a nasty case of diarrhea. Past studies have also found the appendix can help make direct and train white blood cells. He added, if Darwin had been aware of the species that have an appendix attached to a large cecum, and if he had known about the widespread nature of the appendix, he probably would not have thought of the appendix as a vestige of evolution. End of quote. The next excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature wisdom teeth, what they didn't tell you. When archaeologists and paleontologists dig up jaw fossils, whether they are human, ape, or dinosaur, they all sport fully developed teeth. Again, Mr. Sherwin, each time wisdom teeth or any other type of teeth are found in the fossil record, they're beautifully formed and ready for use. Where are the Evo bridges? Where are the footprints of the evolutionary saga? Finally, Mr. Sherwin reports, if evolution were true, fossil experts should find billions of fossilized creatures with badly formed jaws and teeth, testimony to evolution's blind tinkering. Museum display cases should be full of skulls, clearly showing evolution's botched dental experiments, such as jaws with atypical eruption patterns and other defects, until the assumption processes of natural selection and mutations finally got it right. End of quote. But that's not what they find. They find fully formed, fully functioning teeth. True wisdom, says God, created man and his wisdom teeth. The latest news on the results of Satan's delusions ruminating in the minds of evolutionists was published December 14, 2011 by Yahoo News under the heading, Parents Sue After Teen Dies During Wisdom Tooth Surgery. Like any surgery, wisdom tooth extraction carries risk. The most common complication, permanent nerve damage causing numbness of the tongue, lips, or cheeks affecting more than 11,000 people annually, according to a 2007 report in the American Journal of Public Health. But the surgery has also been linked to jaw and tooth fractures, brain tissue infections, life-threatening bleeding, and hypoxia. With all the risk, some dentists question whether the extraction surgeries are even necessary. 
the American Association of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgeons strongly recommends that young adults have their wisdom teeth removed to prevent future problems and to ensure optimal healing. But the science supporting prophylactic extraction is thin. Third molar surgery is a multi-billion dollar industry that generates significant income for the dental profession. Jay Friedman, a retired California dentist, wrote in the American Journal of Public Health, it is driven by misinformation and myths that have been exposed before, but that continue to be promulgated by the profession. American dentists and oral surgeons pull 10 million wisdom teeth each year, an effort that costs more than $3 billion and leads to 11 million days of uh, post-operative discomfort, according to the report. At least two-thirds of these extractions and their associated costs and injuries are unnecessary, uh, constituting a silent epidemic of physician-induced injury that afflicts tens of thousands of people with lifelong discomfort and disability. Friedman wrote, Wisdom teeth are thought to have evolved for catching, killing, and eating uncooked prey, which would make them obsolete now. The argument for prophylactic removal is the risk of cyst or damage to adjacent teeth brought on by too many molars in too little space. If left in the mouth, impacted wisdom teeth may damage neighboring teeth and nerves or become infected, possibly inviting systematic infections and disease as the bacteria travel through the bloodstream from your mouth to other organs of your body, reads the American Association of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgeons website. But studies suggest no more than 12% of impactions lead to infections or damage to adjacent teeth, roughly the same incident as uh, appendicitis. No medical associations recommend prophylactic appendectomy. Wisdom tooth surgery, is it wise? The American Public Health Association recommended removing wisdom teeth only based on evidence of diagnosed pathology or demonstrable need and opposes prophylactic removal which subjects individuals and society to unnecessary cost, avoidable morbidity, and the risk of permanent injury. Similarly, a 1980 report by the National Institute of Health recommended removing wisdom teeth because of infection, cavities, cysts, tumors, and damage to adjacent teeth and bone. It does not recommend removing asymptomatic, fully impacted teeth, end of quote. There are no vestigial organs, and there is no macro-vertical evolution. God created all that you see just over 6,000 years ago. Carnal men don't want the truth, for it exposes the lie that they live. Jesus Christ is the Lord of glory, and eventually all will confess this truth. Philippians 2, 9 through 11, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. God said, Proverbs 30, verses 5 and 6, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Man said, We have popped up into existence out of nothing from out of nowhere and have evolved into what we are today. There is no God. Creation is a spontaneous accident that happens from time to time. 
Now you have the record.